everyone and welcome to another episode of Books and Shit with me, Charlie Author. Um, sorry, first of all, if you can hear like my bunged up nose because I'm just feeling so under the weather right now, but we are back. There is There are no off days. There are no down days because we need episodes, guys, and this is where we're at. Um, hopefully, you guys would have listened to the previous episode. Um, I think it was 16 uh, with Jay Christoph, which was really, really good. Um, I've had a lot of uh, feedback from you guys about how much you enjoyed it and, you know, just got such good advice and jokes and fun and stuff from Jay, um, as well as myself. So that's really great. Thank you for having shared it and liked it and all this kind of stuff always always appreciated now today I have another guest with me uh, if you follow my Instagram which most of you do um, you will have heard of or seen um, me speak to or at flyaway fantasy uh, which is Kate my friend Kate and we have done a previous rant um, on IG live because we completely hated uh, a crown of gilded bone yeah, it was a kind of thing. And um, since then, we've just kind of had this camaraderie about books we dislike. So we thought, I say we, I thought, let's bring this on an episode. And, you know, we're not limited by any time. And let's just rinse into some shit, right? So <laughs> that's my bit. <laughs> hey, Kate, say hi. I don't know, yeah. show if you want. Let's go. We'll do this. Yeah, we'll just, hi, I'm Kate, otherwise known as Family Fantasy. And mostly I just review fantasy and sci-fi books. Yes, so main that's what I was gonna say. You're not a, a writer, are you? No, 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 just a just an avid reader. Yeah, just an avid reader. And it's you know, one of the the I say one of the good things, it's always nice when you um uh, not clash, that's not the word I mean, when you meet someone who effectively likes the stuff you do. Um, you know, and uh, Kate and I seem to, you know, pretty much like or dislike the same kind of things, which is why this has kind of flowed into this. Now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six specific books here. Have you read Daughters of Nri? So N-R-I, have you read that? No. No, all right. I'm gonna go with that one first because I didn't think you had done. Now, why I'm gonna start with this one is more of the, we're gonna talk about the, the science of why we don't like a book, right? So. Daughters of Nui was about, you know, the synopsis was that there are two, there are twin goddesses who were uh, stolen from their godparents at birth, grew up normal, so on earth, don't know that they're goddesses, they discover this, and they have to come together to reclaim their rightful place in the heavens or wherever they are, right? Complete oxymoron of what I just said, but okay. Um, <laughs> and that sounds cool right you would you would think like twin goddesses they don't know they've got all this power and all this kind of thing so I picked that up and I was really excited about that and everything was off pacing characters world building dialogue plot <laughs> everything about this was bad for for me anyway everything about this was bad so the first question I guess or the first kind of point of discussion what for you, even though there'll be loads of things and sometimes different things for different books, but what would you say for you is that as soon as that is not hitting it, I don't like this book. I need either a character or something in the world to connect to. Mm -hmm. um, if all of the characters are unlikable or all the characters are shit, then there's just no point in me reading that book. Mm -hmm. Because like, they're the one, what's the point of reading it for if there's no one to really follow 
yes, if there's no one to root for, there's no one to, to cry with or laugh with or even laugh at sometimes. You, like, you don't necessarily have to be their friend or like them, but you do have to feel connected to them. Yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily need to like all the characters, but they need to have something about them that you want to read about. Yes. A lot of the time, I think bad books just tend to have the most bland cut and paste mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, yeah. What would you like? Obviously, I've given an example in Daughters of Nuri. Sorry. What was your first one? Obviously, that comes to mind before we go into ones we already know about. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll just touch straight off the bat to my most hated book ever. Um, it's The Magicians by Lev Grossman. Really? I, I haven't heard of this. I, abs- I absolutely hate it. It makes me mad. And it makes me mad because there's a massive cast of characters and not a single one of them yeah. is good sci-fi tv series as well but it's just your main character is like a college-aged depressed rich white boy mm-hmm. who's had everything handed to him on a plate okay. and just appreciates absolutely nothing yeah and you're supposed to root for him why and yet he does absolutely nothing of note throughout <laughs> the book is it a standard and one of the big it, no, it's a series, but I've never read beyond the first one because the first one just made me so mad. The only book I've read where I wanted everyone to die at the end. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's like we before we started, um, obviously we started recording, should I say, you know, as much as um, you review books and you want to love books, you know, at the end of the day, it's why we're here. You know, we all love books. We all love reading, blah, blah, blah. Um, and when you find a good one, it's the greatest day of your life. Yes, I hit the jackpot. But there is something so much more <laughs> interesting and so much more fun when you don't like a book. And the fact that you don't like this is just like, yeah, the first thing. It's the worst thing I've ever read. I love I love that excitement about how some shit something is. And I think for, for me, one of the running jokes on my page is the fact that I hate Caraval. <laughs> right? Stephanie Garber's Caraval series... I think is up there, and we'll get to some worse ones in a sec. Um, I think is up there with the worst, you know, bookster made me do it type books because yeah, it has a fan base. It has, you know, people like it for the reasons they like it. That, that is fine, but for the ones that are all over the timeline and they're all over TikTok, I'm like, it doesn't deserve the hype that it had. Have you read Caraval? Yeah, no, I read it. You read it. You, you made me read it. <laughs> you made me read it. That's it. Sorry. Because the amount of times I talk about how terrible it is, it almost had the opposite effect. Everyone was just like, no, I want to read it now. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of, of Caravan? Well, I know what you thought I saw. I, I, give, I give it two stars, but things, I never go into a book wanting to hate it. Hmm. I always went to give it a fair chance. But Ooh. I think for Caravan, it was just like, it was just messy. Yes. The characters were messy, the plot was messy, nothing really connected. And it all just felt a bit lazy. Yes. Hold on. With Caraval, I gave two stars, I think. With the second one, which is what, Legendary, I gave one again. And Finale, I gave one again. And it's, you know, as I said, we're going to touch the, the the hated words, but it was like a crown of gilded bone, so uh, from Blood and Ash series, in that it started out one way that was, could have been quite intriguing, as in stuff happened you didn't necessarily expect was going to happen or the premise was a certain way. And then book two was just something not the same. And then book three was just completely, it's like she just completely changed what she was writing as she went along. It's like there was no plan here. We, we knew nothing about 
fates or cards or anything like that prior to the maybe the end of the second book or the start of the third book and then suddenly this is what I was supposed to care about no the start of this series was a magical carnival that was not quite what it seemed everything is not what it seems where have we gone with like where has that premise gone like that's what I signed up for and then it just ended like yeah there's this random guy that doesn't age you know he lives forever he's cruel but he's not but he's nice but maybe it's him but I think it is but no it's not what <laughs> what is happening here like I just I hate it I hate it so much the idea of a sinister carnival was amazing but she didn't execute it properly. And I, and that really upsets me as a writer, as well as a reader. It's like you had this, you know, this quality content and you just did nothing, nothing with it. And I'm just, yeah, I, d I don't know. I don't know. And I, I had originally got excited about Caraval because I had just finished reading The Night Circus, oh. which is a brilliant, absolutely fantastic book about a magical circus. Oh. And I was like, well, you know, similar theme. I really want to see how it's played out in someone else's head, how they're going to, and then it's like, well, actually going through Caraval and very little of the actual magical carnival is seen. Exactly. It's like, like you're basing everything on this world that you've built and then you're not actually showing us it. See, nail on the head. <laughs> nail on the head. You didn't show us, like, what was the extent of the magic? Like, I just, uh, sorry, this is going to be such a hard one because I cannot find the words without feeling really repetitive. Literally, as you said, you built the premise is the world, but you didn't see the world enough. There wasn't a clear understanding of the breadth of it, if that makes sense. Like it kept implying that anything can happen here and people don't die and blah, blah, blah. But there weren't challenges as such. There weren't games. There weren't, you know, it was, what? I just, it was just all about this stupid guy. And I was just like- Yeah, because that's most of, most of the book is not her actually, searching out these clothes it's her following him around yes and him doing everything for her yes on top of that was the whole what was I going to say yeah like the the love element hand up straight away I get that it's YA you know it's it's very YA it's super YA so you're not going to get the true kind of you know smart or sexy scenes or whatever that's not my problem it was just the lack of why do you care about this person or love this person nothing's happened like not yes. necessarily physically or kissing or anything, but in the terms of he hasn't done anything for you to love him. What are you in love with? You just remind me of one of my the biggest complaints I had when I wrote my review for that book was that at the very beginning of the book, she gets mad at her sister for saying she's fallen fallen in love with this man she's only just met. Yeah. And then literally the time of Caraval is less than a week. And by the end of it, she's saying that she's in love with it. Julian. She's Julian. in love with him. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, you hypocrite. Yeah, <laughs> he has. He's not been nice to you. No, no. He's not been good to you. He's lied to you, and he's bullied you this entire way through. Thank you. Like so. Well, you touched on something really good there as well. One, as I said, Scarlet was just an absolute hypocrite. Like, fine. Um, but this whole idea of falling in love with your abuser is a real problem. <laughs> yeah. This whole falling in love with your abuser thing is a real problem. And one of the other books that I really, I won't say I hated this one, I just didn't like it as much, um, was the Folk of the Air series. So The Cruel Prince, Wicked King, and Queen of Night. Yeah. The whole Jude and Cardan mesh-up relationship, if you want to call this tos toxicness 
a relationship was completely out of this world. I think it's, we, we all love a bad guy. We all love the darkling. We all, you know, like a bit of, you know, Reese is a dark guy and it's just all of this. We get it. But Jude was not that. Sorry, Cardan was not that. He was just outright beating her and suddenly, she, what? <laughs> what? I actually don't mind their relationship too much um, because at the same time, yes, yeah, like he was her bully. There's no getting around that. He was an abuser. But at the same time, I think the books did actually do a good job of showing that he was a bully because he was abused. Okay. And him coming to terms with that before they actually got serious. Yeah. I mean, I, I can respect that. I, I agree. Like he went- so it, it wasn't like an overnight, she just fell in love with him sort of deal. Yeah. They abused each other. Yes. And then sorted out their own messes. <laughs> and then just like, yeah. No, I get that. But it's almost, I think that in itself, even though you could find that reasoning, I think that in itself was part of the toxicity for me as well, because they're both troubled. They don't need to be loving anybody. They need to be going no. to counseling. <laughs> they need to be going to counseling because Cardan was cool with his, uh, you know, his treatment of her and allowing his other friends to hurt her and all these kind of things. Not, it's not an excuse, but he has his excuses. Jude is from regular world. She's from Earth. She knows better. And the fact that she, you know, kind of allowed certain things to continue for the sake of even though she didn't want to admit it at the beginning the sake of their approval still made it very weird for me like she just couldn't let go of the fact that she needed to be a part of them and I just thought that was really really weird I just I couldn't I couldn't get my head around it I just I just couldn't and then at the end it's like when they finally do get together like you said it's it's after you know he has this kind of epiphany and stuff but he still wasn't necessarily openly affectionate with her. It was just more kind of like, oh, I've admitted that I like you now, you know, writing your name over and over, like, cause I'm crazy. Like, it's just, there was just too much about their relationship that was too sinister. There was no, there were no real sweet moments. There were no real, oh, I see them melting towards each other now. It was just all, I'm gonna kill you. I wanna, you know, have something over you. I wanna fight you. I would just, it was horrible. Another one before we get onto the ones we have, read have you read gods and monsters yet so the third in the blood and honey serpent and i i have the second i've not i've only read the first one i have the second one but i've not read it yet you're not read it yet okay no that's fine we won't go on to that one then because serpent and dove um i enjoyed did you enjoy serpent Serpent and dove i thought it was all right yeah it was fine yeah that's uh, yeah i'm not it's standard YA fair Mm -hmm. yeah yeah standard wire fair we're, we're fine with it number two mm, not great um and then from what I'm hearing about book three mine's not arrived yet because I've got the fairy loot one don't ask me why me too, uh, <laughs> me too. Uh, mine's not arrived yet but um I'm not hearing great things and, when, and we're hearing that you know Shelby's kind of fallen into the my trilogy got stretched too thin and I just really wanted to hold on to the success and it hasn't really worked out by the time we got to book three syndrome so yeah that's a bit that's a bit worrying but you haven't read book two yet so we'll, we'll hold off there so this is the big one we've done a rant on a crown of gilded bones so we won't do that again but we'll know that that book is trash okay we're gonna I'm gonna go in order I'm gonna do a touch of darkness because you <laughs> read this first and I read yeah. it fairly recently what are your feels on a touch of talk <laughs> See, I actually liked it 
Okay. But at the same time, I went into it knowing that it wasn't going to be a well-written book. Okay. I was going in for one thing and one thing only, and that was the spice. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my fix and I was happy. <laughs> okay. See, I'm I'm a little different. So all I had from A Touch of Darkness before reading it was the fact that people had spoken about it and Hades was hot and, you know, Persephone was this. And I was like, okay, fine. But I honestly had no understanding of whether it was good or bad it was yeah I knew it was meant to be a smart book and as you said that's what I went in there for like it doesn't necessarily have to be you know a perfect literary work it's just but I did expect it to be you know decent enough dear lord it was not (laughs) (laughs) now you've read the entire series I I have read all of them and if if you think the first one is bad I do not recommend you go further because you will lose your head <laughs> lose my god um, shit. it's what the main problem is like the most recent one is absolutely awful mm. and it's full of errors yeah i mean taking the errors out of it because that's i want to say physical but that's not i mean do you know what i mean that's something you have to it, yeah that it had, it had a lot of editing issues yes yeah, exactly but the story itself why is the it story bad? itself the yeah. story itself was also problematic it's just it felt like it was Pulling in too many directions, like, they couldn't decide on who the bad guy was. All right, yeah. So, like, you'll, you'll have read the first one, you know, there's this whole setup with Demeter. The um, yeah. yeah. So, Persephone's mum, goddess of the harvest. And again, she is the main antagonist of the second book, along with some other stuff that Hades is working with. But mm-hmm. then she's supposed to be the big war starting. Yeah. in the third book with against her and yet she turns up in the book like twice okay so and then something else happens that kind of takes her completely off the scene and someone else is the bad guy now someone else it's like her, her her entire existence is pointless in the third book except the fact that she causes a storm yeah. <laughs> the thing is without reading the second or third which i'm not like I'm very much one for you know I've started this one I didn't love it let me leave it alone even Caraval had something that I thought okay let me go on to the next one and see if it changes but with a touch of darkness I'm just no I I hate it it's just not happening but even I can get behind not really understanding the point of the mum so you know you the Persephone is really pushing this narrative that her mum watches her all the time and she can't do this and she can't do that and she's really sheltered and all this kind of thing but yet you spent whatever time you spent flitting from the underworld to an underground club, getting your back blown out by this guy and your mum didn't know? Like you set it up that she knows everything and you can't do anything and you can't live your own life and be free, but you're fucking. So I don't understand. I didn't understand how this all, you know, all seeing terrifying mother, you were able to even get away with being with him, first of all, then when she does find out, Hades was basically like able to protect her, I think, or just, you know, stop whatever the mum was going to do. And if that was the case, then why were you ever scared? Like, I'd, it just, it didn't make, sorry, the stakes weren't high enough at any point. The yeah. mum being scary wasn't a thing. Her deal with Hades, I still didn't understand. I didn't understand why she had to go and see him. He was all, oh, make life in the underworld. My first thing was, we'll go have a baby. Ain't that what he means? Like, it was, that was where my mind first went because I thought, oh, smart book. They have to have a baby. Ah, Whatever, you know, I thought that's where we were going with this. It was just pointless at 
every step. And then she was a weird journalist. And then there was, what was it, Adonis, Apollo? Oh, um, Adonis. Adonis being like, weird guy working for Aphrodite. Where did that go? Why do we care? What? Then, oh, the world building. So with the Adonis thing, why I went, oh, I wasn't completely on board with their world. So they are the gods. They are, so the people that are called, you know, her friends, you know, uh, what is it? The fate one, the oracle one. I can't even remember their names now. But are they just people who have those names or are they those people? Like, is it the same person generations down? How long do they live? What's going on? Like, what? <laughs> um, I just didn't. It's sort of the gods are the gods, but every every mortal person is just different. It's just different. Okay, so do they have like abilities and stuff? I think so. Does it? I think so. <laughs> See, this is the whole thing with the, the oracle. That from reading the later books, yeah, it seems like the oracles get given visions by their patron god. Yeah, but then their actual job for their gods is most mostly marketing and media manager. Yes, do you understand what I mean? Then, like the mm-hmm. mesh of how the two worlds collide wasn't clever enough for for a lack of a better word. Do you get what I mean? It was just, I'm just going to make a regular world, but give them God names. She didn't think about, oh, this would be called, like, I'm trying to think of an example now, but you know, just like a good mesh of the two different things that make them cool. It was just like, oh yeah, great. The God of the underworld is the, like, is the owner of a nightclub. Come on, is this an episode of Lucifer? Like, it's the same. She didn't go outside the, box and make that world more intriguing or or clever and I just I just didn't get it I just I honestly didn't get it and then on top of the on top of that I couldn't even be distracted by the smut because I don't think it was good and or frequent enough (laughs) it was just it was just really bland like I what and like even their first time together sorry I've gone off into one now even (laughs) their first time together it wasn't there was I had no emotion behind it he was just for me anyway very much wham bam fake you ma'am kind of thing not that he didn't care about her but there was no finesse to it there was it was just you know a bit jackhammery for me I I just I wasn't really yeah I don't know did you like the smart because I just I I, all right you thought this but oh, I don't know I, like I, I think I think I read it around the same time I read another book which had just the most bland smut ever. So it's like, it was better than that. So it was good. (laughs) One of those are just like um, better by default kind of thing. (laughs) I just, I just felt it took, and it took a while to get there considering nothing else was really going on. um, Their first time together was like, what, 20 chapters in or some rubbish like that. Um, And then after it, it was, it was quite far in and I was just like, oh, is this it? Okay, fine. Move on. But, I just no, no. <laughs> it was trying to have a lot of plot, but didn't have the substance for it. Yeah, definitely. It wanted to be something. It it just isn't or wasn't. And I think what's been annoying me recently, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm particularly in a slump, but just in a, a lot of books are disappointing me right now. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not finding much gems right now, and it's and it's really stressful. But with A Touch of Darkness, as well as with um, From Blood and Ash and Caraval and 
Guild, which we are going to get on to next, there are just so many of these books getting this clout and popularity and success that's not warranted. It's not worth it. And yes, I'm just one reader. You're just one reader. There are, there are people who love it and there's clearly an audience for it, why it's getting good. But coming from a writer perspective, knowing you know, how much work goes into planning a plot and sending out to beta readers and, you know, all of this stuff to be like, oh my gosh, does this make sense? Is this all right? Do you like doing all you can to make your work the best it can be? And then people who just want to rush out to, oh, it's really in demand. I just want to make money off it. Just kind of rush it with poor editing, poor formatting, lack of plot, like plot holes. How is that fair? And it's just, it's really been raging me recently that trash is essentially getting all this success and it's just it's really it's just really throwing me basically like let's go guilt ah yes lay it on me lay it on me because uh, yeah so, so my review I think was brutal yeah and that was leaving things out um yeah. I I hated that book it made me so incredibly angry yeah um it's been, in fact, it's been a very long time since I've been that mad at a book. I mean, I remember the first, you, you, you'd warned, I'd already bought it, you'd warned me it, that it wasn't good. Yes, yes, I'd mentioned it. And yeah. um, I was sort of reading it, I was reading through it, and I'd sort of read it, like, I'm kind of, you know, at this point, and I'm like, it's not great, but I'm not, it's not that bad yet. And then it went on, I'm like, okay, now yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Now it is very, 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 very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In just in all the ways, like I'm, I will, I will warn you now, guys. From this point, I'll find the the minute. This is going to be completely spoilery because I don't care. I'm just going to tell you how, how bad this spoilers is. and trigger warnings. Yes, I did not read the book because exactly. Um, so first up, before I let um Kate continue, so Guild is, as you may or may not know, is about a girl called Oren, 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 yeah, Oren. We'll go with Oren. Um, who is completely gold. She's been touched by King Midas so that she is gold. She's not just a statue, she's not stiff. She lives and breathes and she's gold. She's got gold hair and gold skin and I assume gold eyelashes. The only thing that's not gold are the whites of her eyeballs and her teeth as she keeps telling us, right? Um, she lives in, firstly, obviously a gilded cage, which, pause the story, is it basically, it's like a cage just above everything. How did you take that description? Because I was a bit confused, which is why I'm bringing I it. I kind of took it as more like, it's more like, rather than a cage, more like a, like a cell with like just bars across all the rooms that she's allowed to go into so she can walk between them. Fine. She lives in this cage and the opening scene is what? Tell us, Kate. What the oh, the opening scene is her watching King Midas have a massive orgy with all of his saddles, who are the royal concubines. And it's just the unsexy sex scene ever written. Saddles. Yeah. She tried to be like, oh yeah, let's just think of the most derogative, derogative word we can think of. We get it. He rides the oh god. Like straight off the bat, it's not even it's it's crass the yes. way it's described. Yep. Yep. Um, the thing with the crassness is right, let me choose my words carefully. You can have a scene or a moment or whatever where it's a bit, you know, it's all the Fs and it's all the bomb, you know, the F bombs and the C words and the whatever. There's a time and a place for it. This firstly just wasn't it. So there, there's that. It just wasn't it. 
But I think where my issue is, and I think where your issue is as well, was that that crassness was almost glorified and what's the word? Just wanted by Oren. It wasn't that she sat and watched this and thought, oh my God, this is a terrible thing. Why do I have to look at this? She was effectively turned on by it. And that is what struck me as this is an issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not particularly um, triggered by much. Like it's, I'm very much a, it's a story. Once I've closed it, I'm done. You know, some people take it a bit more um, deeply and I get that. But if she hadn't quote unquote liked it so much, I don't think I would have rinsed it as hard as I would have done. Like I would have just been like, why are we doing do you know what I mean but she gave it this level of oh my gosh I want to be down there what the fuck are you talking about why would you want but I get that the book was trying to show that she's got this like Stockholm syndrome yeah but for me it's like there's just a level of taste that's missing yes um now again like I'm not someone who is easily triggered with these sorts of topics but at the same time I do expect a level of respect around them Good word. And that was just completely and utterly missing. It was. It was horrible. It was so bad. For um, Oh, we also said as well, I think in both of our reviews, that triggering things are triggering things. You know, it's it's why a lot of, you know, things are, you know, a bit taboo. And, you know, in some cases, people like them. They like a bit of sex. They like a bit of dark, you know, whatever, <laughs> darkness. But this entire book was just triggering for the sake of trying to be edgy. There was no reason to have such explicit depiction of rape. There was no reason to have such graphic detailing of, you know, the times that he was, you know, riding his saddles or whatever. It was just all for clickbait, figurative clickbait. And that makes it disgusting. That doesn't make you edgy. That doesn't make you creative. It doesn't make you talented. It makes you a nasty bitch. <laughs> it, 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 it revels in the abuse, which is what, like, like, we've all read our fair share of dark romance and we've already shared, like, we've all fallen in love with our problematic men and yeah. just, just, but this is just like, here is a woman who is being abused Mm-hmm. mentally and physically you know and sexually and just here is all these it, it's so graphic and there's no need it's everything happens to her yes nothing about the plot is about what she does it's about what is done to her then again as and then her, and then her watching what is done to other people yes. and again it's described in very very minute graphic detail yep yep it's the voyeurism is is foul and like even though obviously what you're saying stuff happens to her in terms of yeah I just got taken from the castle and I'm just on a horse and there's this guy blah 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 blah. but what did annoy me and once again I have to choose my words my words carefully guys what annoyed me was that there was this constant threat of rape and abuse that never happened to her and nobody wishes that on anybody but how can you be this fucking walking treasure walking treasure like gold vagina as you keep telling us every other page that oh my gosh the threat of rape and they're going to do this and they're going to do that but it doesn't happen to you like she had main character you know main character disease that like everything else everything bad everything extreme I I say get to but I get to see it happen to other people but I'm always safe those two things both 
logically and as a plot device did not make sense if this woman has is completely gold and she's been taken out oh is the king's favored i don't give a shit if anything that puts the target on her head no she's the most coveted one she should have essentially been abused left right and center all of these things should effectively have happened to her if you were going to make this the hard hitting oh my gosh, this is what she's going through type story, if that makes sense. Now you're just watching things happen to other people and that's disgusting. If, as I said, not to say you want anybody to be raped, but if that's where you as a writer are going, when I'm talking to Raven Kennedy, if that's where you are going as a writer, then give me the emotion and give me the connection to her to be like, Christ above, this woman is trapped. She's being treated like this. She can't get out. You know, all of those things that would put you on the side of the victim as as it were I wasn't on her side for any of this I was like why all of these things are happening to everybody else but you you are right because there is I can't remember the name of the other character like the, the other female saddle who does who we do see graphically you know being yeah. raped. Hold on. and the whole point yeah. is that they're both taken away together because of something that Oren does yes and then she's sits in the corner and watches it happen and only after it's happened does she actually act because yeah. then it's then it is going to happen to her mate that was the thing that literally made me want to like I've, if my kindles on my phone i wanted to smash my phone to bits all of this build up and then because that's the moment she, we discover that she can do something cool you didn't do this beforehand to save anybody you didn't do this to intervene and help out any of these girls only after the fact what I was so incredibly raged how could you let this happen <laughs> how could you let this happen to her like it was yeah just just the fact that the entire treatment it annoys me this doesn't feel like a book that's been written by a woman yes there is that sorry to the guys not to say that you guys don't have you know like feeling and shit but yeah it had none of the the emotional understanding, connection, any of that stuff. Yeah, it was it was it's all misogynistic, not just in the sort of the graphic portrayal it shows of abuse of abuse and rape, but also just the way that the women interact. It's yeah. there there is no positive interaction between women. No. It's always snide comments, attacking each other, the queen who literally has Orin um assaulted and yeah. beaten. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the queen? Yeah. It's yeah, they're not allowed to be friends. No, they're not. The thing is, in terms of, like, let's try and find some, I say positives. Um, in terms of their interactions, that feeling, as I kind of just touched on, was understandable. As in, we're the saddles, we're all together, we know what this feels like, we get treated like this, you're literally gilded pussy, <laughs> and you get not treated like this that resentment that jealousy I got it I got it it's when it just kept going like okay cool we'll give Aura or in her stripes if you want when she did try to have conversations or try to you know um what's the word in, you know ingrain herself with them they weren't having it and that's where for me it was just like okay she tried and you know they don't really won't really want to so the initial setup I understood yeah they're going to be jealous of her because she's treated better but as you said as the time went on there was just no other positive interaction it didn't grow nobody understood it's only with her and the victim at the end can't find her name 
who even have some kind of alliance, but that's only after she's been, that's only after she's been raped. Like it, you know, why did it take all of that for these two people to, to come together? And then on top of it, the writing's not even that great. I don't think. It's, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't standout either. No, no. I just, it, 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 was, it felt like, it, like, it felt like a, a massively long prologue to what the second book is going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, the plot didn't kick in until 80% way through the book. So you've got 80% of just, well, you've got the first third, which is abuse. The second third is just travelling and nothing happens. Oh, God, so boring. <laughs> and then the plot kicks in 80% of the way. Mm. You're like, you've literally just made me read, like, a 350-page prologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually really long. That was the other thing. I mean, standard thing to say. When you're not loving something, you're just like, oh my God, when will this end? But no, this was really long for something of this nature. I was like, why are we still here? Why are we still on the road? Why is she still talking? Who are these random pirates? Who's this guy with the spikes? What the fuck are the ribbons? (laughs) You forgot about those. (laughs) What was your, I guess, take on them? Because even I I still don't get it. so I'm guessing they have to be like fairly thin if they're ribbon like but at the same time they're strong enough to like completely and utterly grab a man and throw him overboard like yeah how can you not how can you even hide so 24 prehensile appendages sticking out your back yeah and she what did she say like people think it's my clothes how would you think that like she said, yeah, all my clothes are backless, but people just think this is ribbons that have been like tied on to me. What? And then she went on to say that, like, maybe I might have got this wrong, but they were able to stiffen, I guess is the right word, so that they could cut things. Was that true? Or did I make that up? I can't remember. I feel like I read that and I was just like, well, if they're able to do that, then what? I just, I don't understand them. And the only purpose I feel they served was to obviously highlight the fact that she's Faye or or part Faye or you know the same as this guy with the 24 spikes coming out his back or whatever do you know what I mean it was just this really blatant in your face this is the thing that's going to make her different let's open up the world do you know what I mean and I was just like okay but they didn't do anything before that they're stupid are you going to read the rest of them no no okay that's fine I keep getting told I, I have been told by multiple people now to, to read the second and third ones to get so much better and everything, all the good things start happening and she does seem to finally realise that she's been abused her entire life. I'm like, I don't care. Yes, I don't care. Like, you, you're supposed to make me want to care in the first book. Yes. And instead you've made me angry. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just cannot trust the author to mm. give her, to, to give any sort of respect and the ongoing story because of how the lack of care that's been shown up until now. Yes, yes, yes. That is such a powerful, like, set of words. <laughs> you cannot trust her. Like, as I said, we've discussed, you know, A Crown of Gilded Bones, A Touch of Darkness, and generally speaking, those books have just been like, oh, that was silly, we didn't like that, that was dumb, that doesn't make sense. You know, just quite frivolous things that we can laugh at and move on from and blah, blah, blah. You know, find the good in, in the smart kind of thing and all that kind of stuff. Guild is wrong on deeper levels for lack of a better word it's you know it's wrong psychologically and do you know what I mean there's just all of these things that are like this shouldn't be put out in the world for people to 
absorb because a different type of person is not going to handle this well like you know whether it's from the victim side and being you know affected by it quite you know negatively or you know I don't know some weird psychopath that might think it's a cool idea I don't know it's just a terrible book to have put in the world and I just I, I don't think the trigger warnings that came with the book were enough no because the trigger ones might detail some of the aspects that you're going to read about yeah they don't tell you how those are going to be treated no Hold on, I'm trying to and see. That, that was Maya. She's like, I, I mean, I've read plenty of books where those dark themes are tackled and they're tackled well. Yes. I don't think the trigger, I didn't see trigger warnings on the actual Kindle book. I just saw that the trigger warnings online before I, like the trigger oh. warnings were online when I was buying it. I think when it was like, oh, here's like, a, it's a dark, it has adult themes and, you know, has. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And obviously not, people had talked about it, you know, there's like a character that's been abused and stuff. And obviously it's kind of, there as well with the whole plot that she's been kept in a cage her entire life. Yeah. The trigger warnings just don't make it clear that this book isn't just about a character who is faced with abuse and rape. It's yeah. a car it's those themes are the driving force and what this book is actually about. Yeah. And it's the book tries to make them good almost. Yes. Well I say you say good good it's, it tries to make it's, it's appealing not good but it makes no effort to portray them as or like no effort for Oren to realize how bad a situation she's in yes exactly exactly I mean people are really pushing the narrative that you know she discovers this later um but for the length of the book for you know the length of it and the lack of stuff that doesn't happen in the middle she could have got there fairly soon much so much more sooner um not necessarily be out of it and yes I'm completely liberated but just an understanding of the path she was on could have come much earlier for us to resonate enough with her to want to see her out of this situation by the end of this entire book I said 350 pages or whatever it is she still thinks not thinks this is okay but she's still relatively okay with this setup and it's just like are you mad <laughs> are you mad I don't understand how you you're not affected more because anybody would be but for guys who have read it or are going to read the follow-up books do let me know like in comments and stuff like that what is keeping you reading because Kate and I can't can't see why we're still here <laughs> or why we would still be here. Do you know what I mean? It's just let us know how you felt about you know the the content because that's all it is, um, and what has has kept you kept you going because I'm not I'm not seeing what it is. Everybody has their opinions, but I think the you know the jury is out on this one. One stars from both of us. Guild is a terrible terrible book on all accounts I think I've said in a lot of my reviews that you know reviews at the end of the day some people really uh, trust in them like them read them before they read something else you know people have reviews for, for different reasons and when I do dislike something you know I always kind of you know put a bow on the end and say at the end of the day you might like it this is just my opinion Guild is not that do not read this book ever <laughs> that's I think, the, you know, I think Guild is the first book that I have said on Bookstagram or any review platform that I've read this so you don't have to. Yes. Um, yeah. 
because again, I would always say, like, I, I don't go out of my way to leave a bad review. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm not looking to leave bad reviews, but I'm going to be honest about what I've read. Yeah. And at the same time, books are subjective. So there's plenty of books I have loved that other people have hated, and I don't expect everyone to agree with me either way. We all like to, as we said at the very top, we all like to find the good ones and want to be like, oh my God, this is fabulous. I can't believe I took so long to read it. All of that good stuff. And it's great. But the honesty needs to come as well, guys. And people deserve to know <laughs> when something something is bad. And I, I do like the point you made in saying nobody sets out to hate something. Nobody sets out to write a bad review. We're not, you know, trying to be cool by being mean. That's not what we're saying. It's like it's reading something and doing the book books the grammar service by letting them know to avoid this like the plague so <laughs> thank you so so much Kate for joining me for our little our little ranty episode um I'm looking forward to some more bad books <laughs> I'm looking forward for some more bad books that we can get into because the good ones are great but it's just like you just spend an hour or however long just gushing about how perfect it is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the bad ones like there's just all these like different levels you can be like and then this happened and this happened and this happened so hopefully some bad books are in our future <laughs> i hope we're done better ones at least <laughs> yeah, there's some better ones um you're finishing up uh morning star aren't you yeah i've, I've got <laughs> two hours left of the audiobook oh lovely I, when i watched your stories you had six hours left so you've been doing some work <laughs> No, I'm actually on Iron Gold, but me and my little uh, book buddy, Angie, um, we're actually taking a break, which I do recommend, not because it's anything like bad. It's just Darrow's on stuff again. And <laughs> Darrow is on things, okay? And we just both needed it because um, obviously the two series are split. So Morningstar, you finish it, it's wrapped up, it's done. And then Iron Gold dot dark age sorry and then whichever what the third one will be will be another set so you you know you're okay to just put it down give it a bit and do something else before going back because it is dense it is dense but it's good it's good but no thanks so much for joining me um guys thank you so much for joining on another episode make sure you like and comment and share and follow and all this, all the good stuff you do on all your social media platforms um I'm gonna put up some stuff on my stories just about some other episodes that I wanted to run by you guys so make sure you check that out um and let me know what you would like to listen to in upcoming episodes of books and shit uh thanks guys see you guys soon bye, bye.